direct from the middle of nowhere to the center of everywhere. It's Beneath the Surface with Sean Murphy and Corey Cooper. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? Hello, hello. Welcome to 2022. Uh, this is Corey Cooper, your podcast extraordinaire. This is the first time I've been on air in a while. I feel like, I've, I feel like my voice has been rejuvenated. Uh, <laughs> welcome to another episode of Beneath the Surface podcast where you get some... Killer little insights behind the scenes uh, here at uh, the Boat HQ, uh, all the crazy shit we're doing here. And today I'm joined with our creative director, Rob McAbee. Rob, uh, it's been a while since you've been on the podcast with me. It's I think, been, yeah. yeah. I think we've been. done some, uh, we did like a St. Pete. Did we do that? Were you on that one? Yeah. 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 yeah so we're actually sitting here drinking a new, a new, uh, uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good timing, man. I think this this podcast coincides with a few different releases we're doing. Uh, one of them happens to be the the, the liquid kind of release, yeah. right? <laughs> That's right. This is going to be out when the, when this the podcast correct. Is out. So we can go ahead and talk about it. Sweet. So we're drinking the uh, the new Silver King IPL. Uh, that's right, IPL. I didn't stutter. Right <laughs> when we first heard of this, I was on the we were asking Kelly at Destin Brewery, uh, you know, about our whole beer project. Like Kelly, dude, we got to have something something new, man, something that. <clears throat> Like, isn't what we've done, you know, the IPA, such an IPA or the rack of ale, we need something that kind of fits this this kind of whole fish theme uh, thing that we're doing for the Rackham uh, Apex release that we're going we're gonna to talk about the Rackham Evolution today is what the point of this podcast is. Yep. But uh, evolution, I should say. But uh, so Kelly was like, man, I think I'm going to make you guys an IPL, an India Pale Lager. We're <laughs> like, what? What is that? Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've never had one. And, and tr- true Kelly's sense, he goes, dude, I, I got it. Don't worry, man. This is what it's going to be. I'm like, listen, man, just make it taste badass. You know, and he, uh, I think it was like, what was it, like right before Thanksgiving, you and I popped over to the Destin Brewery and just, he's like, yeah, I got one on tap, man. I got the, I've been thinking about this for you guys and I've got it ready already. I'm like, wow, like what? fuck, dude. Okay. <laughs> like, sick. So we went over there and tasted it. And, uh. You guys, you just brought into my office the, the freshly canned right. Silver King IPL with a cool fish tarpon graphic on the damn thing. What do you think, man? Yeah, I love it. I mean, as a kind of an IPA guy, um, I was a little skeptical about the lager because I'm not a big not a big lager fan, really. But yeah, I mean, this um, and we, we actually did an interview with Kelly yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh. Yeah. And he, so you got that, too. So you, you're going to do that as well. Yeah, and he describes it. As a, of course, only a brewer, don't do him. Yeah, only as a brewer can, um, going into all the different types of you know hops and yeah. dry hopping and all the different ways that he created this beer. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, it just it's. Uh, I mean, it, it tastes like an IPA. Yeah, it's but, not it, as but sweet. it finishes off a lot cleaner than, yeah, I like than it. a traditional. You know, especially like a hazy IPA. Yeah, um, it's almost it's almost more like a West Coast. IPA where it's a, a little less hazy and I think it fits the free. theme, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. I love. I mean, this is. I have to say, it's probably my favorite. It is today. My, my too. They're all the favorite. Kind of like what we're going to talk about today on the product side. It's, right. all, it's all my favorite. <laughs> it all kind of. Every single one's my favorite because it's, yeah. it's the newest. Thank God that doesn't apply to kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is my favorite. This is my new kid, and they're my favorite. <laughs> Sorry, Brooke. Yeah, so, <laughs> sorry. Katie, Katie's my favorite now. Sorry. Next. <laughs> the new is worn off of you. Oh, cool. So, look, today we're going to talk about, we just uh, we just released our new uh, newest iteration and, and, and kind of uh, reimagination of our uh, Rackham Arrow by coupling it with our uh, Apex pedal drive. 
basically creating, you know, a first of its kind, especially for our brand of a uh, what I would definitely call a, a stand-up paddleboard that's meant to sit down and be pedaled, right? You know, that the, it starts getting you start getting like a really foggy line between uh, all of our kayaks, our kayak lines, and stand-up lines. Uh, especially with uh, the introduction of our of our paddle seat, you know the mm-hmm. aero paddle seat, and the Rackham for me like really meets the sweet spot of what what a stand up pedal drive should be. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's different than a Lono, man. You know, it's, it's oh, not yeah. a kayak. It doesn't have <laughs> doesn't have high sides. It's it's uh, you can really stand up paddle this thing. It's 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 the same Rackham that we've we've made for the last six years. Uh, yeah. the aero Rackham. But we just made it port compatible for for the pedal drive, and then added the aero paddle seat, and it's it's really badass, for lack of a better word. Just my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just add, it adds so much versatility to to that single platform that you know it didn't have prior. I mean, it kind of addresses the original shit back in Belize when we were using these things. You know, getting you know we would use a skiff to take us way away, and then kind of go downwind and fish. Right. 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 So yeah. now you can you can sit down, you can pe- you can use a pedal drive. Get to where you're going. I mean, lift the pedal drive right out of the water. Stand up and paddle, and mm-hmm. stand up, side cast, fish. Yeah. Nothing's really in your way. You know what I mean? Unless you're fly fishing, dude. If you're, <laughs> if you're fly fishing, everything's in your fucking way all the time. Your, your shoelaces, your your toes, your, your, to, your toenails, the wind, <laughs> fish are in your way if you're fly fishing. The water, yeah, the sky, <laughs> smell. What else has to be in your fucking favor when you're fly fishing? You know what I mean? Everything. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, so, it, I mean, it, it was actually, I mean, I never, I, I like to say everything's, uh, anything's easy because the old adage, it's it's uh, simple but not easy. But this one was, I mean, a fairly straightforward kind of marriage of what we were doing on the kayak side with what we wanted to do on the stand-up side, right? Yeah. Well, it was taken, you know, that that Rackham platform, which is, you know, arguably, you know, one of our more versatile, you know, platforms from a stand-up standpoint, you know, um, and just giving it just a lot of, you know, different elements to change it up, do different things with yep. it. Um, what we did, and what we also did <clears throat> with this was when, when we when we kind of brainstormed the uh, the product roadmap for this, we were... We had plans on people wanted, you know, if you, if you look at the whole platform of Rackham, you know, the, the, the Rackham was, has been and really still is the, the expedition fishing kind of packable mule. You know what I mean? It's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's the biggest board we make. It's always been in either iteration, the stand up, the, excuse me, the rigids or the inflatables. It's the most stable. It can hold the most gear, can hold the most weight. And on the inflatable side, one of the things that we wanted to address not on the on the on the uh, on the apex pedal drive side, but just the, the line itself was to make a smaller, uh, lighter weight version of the Rackham, which we just introduced last fall mm. with the Rackham Aero Eleven. Uh, I mean, it's significantly it's like fifty percent lighter. Oh, than it's the, so much lighter than the twelve foot four <laughs> Rackham. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. it, it, when you give up weight, you get you you, you sacrifice something. You sacrifice yeah. a little bit of durability and rigidity. Right. Yep. By doing it. So it left us with the the twelve foot rackum, but the twelve foot four rackum as kind of, uh, you know, there is the option now to kind of spice it up, you know, to take it and say, all right, now we've got the option for a more bare bones rackum, uh, the eleven foot rackum arrow, it only weighs thirty four pounds, 
lighter, easier to blow up, smaller. So let's take the big boy and let's let's put some cool shit on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, we had we just released the Lono uh, last April, and it's been an amazing hit. We won best of show at ICAST uh, in 2021 for the, the, the Lono Apex. We're legitimately setting market with this style of product because it's it's something that's. You know, I mean, it's it takes consumers a while to catch on to it. It takes the industry a while to react. Mm-hmm. And for us, you know, I think it's just further expanding this this hybrid concept for what we're doing and and, and pushing the boundaries on the, on the innovation side and just you know trying to progress and make cool shit. And I I'm a big advocate of of the inflatable side of these things because of the entire experience of being able to to. Uh, not just be on the water, you know I mean? In terms of, it, people always say, and you've probably heard me say it on the podcast a lot, if you're isolating the paddling experience to just on the water, right? Like, being on the water and that's it. Hard board's the way to go. Oh, there's no question. It's, it's non-debate. Yeah, if, if, you, if you don't have to worry about moving it or walking it down yeah. to the water yep. or any of that stuff, then... It, there's yeah there's it's there's no comparison but that applies that same analogy yeah, applies for rotomotor kayaks and boats uh, and anything pretty much anything you know what yeah. i mean and it, it's the problem is the consumer realizes real fucking fast when they've got a giant 13 foot kayak uh with all this shit and they're like dude i'm i'm done with my truck and a trailer and all this kind of crap can i just like ditch all that stuff uh the experience then of the inflatable starts weighing heavily you know what I mean? You're like, oh, damn! I don't need all this crap. I can. Yeah, I mean, it's a pros and cons thing, and this just depends on your circumstances, which is what makes it unique that we have both. Well, we don't have both on the on the well, kayak not, side. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't. But, but on the, on on the on, board side, on the paddleboard, and and you know, transparently, if if we'd have started our brand now, uh, it would be it would be a very cost prohibitive, and uh, I mean, just even in concept. You know, to kind of retro, retroactively look at it and go, let's make all this hardboard sweet. I don't know if we would do it. You know what I mean? Uh, just because of trying to run the business model behind mm-hmm. those things, trying to be able to spearhead innovation behind all of that. It's a, it's a difficult operational model from a business perspective mm-hmm. to support that uh, network. And you've seen it, man. I mean, you've seen kayak companies come and go. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean to laugh at anybody's expense. No, no, but no, not at all. It's a, t- it's a tough space to compete in, for sure. Yeah, but and it's and in today's supply chain world, you know, rotomotive technology, dude, is. I mean, you can wish in one hand and you know what in the other, and see which one fills up the fastest. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm stoked about the Rackham Apex. I mean, you've 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 used it more than I have. You've done a lot of the couple you know, of. Photo shoots and what have you. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't actually used it, kind of, in in actual practice, if you will. But that's because you're busy designing all the Because <laughs> I don't have time to do it. But <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it was funny. We were, you know, we're doing a sort of a evolution video, and just thinking back. I mean, to the very very beginning. Yeah. With the 14 foot Ahab. Ahab. God, that's such a cool name. Um, which was. I mean that was that was the board at that time. That was where the Rackham started. The Rackham yeah. started from the Ahab. <clears throat> Correct. Yep. And the Ahab name for me that was when <laughs> when 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 I designed the, the 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 that board. I'm like, dude, this is this is the the Pequot. This is the Moby Dick killing vessel. Right. <laughs> and so that's when I was like, shit, 
Ahab. This is Captain Dude, Ahab. I was looking through my sketchbook the other day and found the actual pencil illustration of, of the, the Ahab, Ahab logo? logo. I found I was I found the Ahab logo uh, in an Illustrator file uh, not too long ago for like the T-shirts or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the harpoon through it. Yeah, no, I actually found like when I was like, all right, you know, I, which I don't actually, I don't do that very. So, uh, well, that's I do that. Uh, you just saw the, the original pad design for the Ahab in, in one of my notebooks <laughs> from 2013. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I, Kelly was asking me yesterday. You know, he's like, do you always start out with like you know hand drawn illustrations? And I'm like, eh, usually I go kind of straight to digital to just save time. Save time. <laughs> um, but that one in particular, I was like kind of surprised me like it because it was almost identical to where it ended up you know which is very rare when yeah. you're doing that kind of process but yeah it was cool after brain my thing my thing with sketches is i'm never around a fucking computer i'm it, it always is like <laughs> I, i'll be bre- walking around on a board's marker board somewhere i'm like shit so i'll you know mark it out in a book or do something and cameron's got Cameron was just showing, we were just doing an interview yesterday in, in, in the operations world, and uh, Cameron had a a, uh, a print of a photo that he took of the, the marker board from a new, a new whole new suite of products we're going to be, like, launching in uh, in this spring. Mm-hmm. But it was, I mean, just literally, like, it looks like doodles. You know what I mean? And he's <laughs> like, dude. shapes. He's like, it went from that to that, uh, <laughs> like, record speed from doodles. But that's what we do, man. We, we doodle and just dream things up, and then uh, we're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, real quick, kind of pinging back and forth, mm-hmm. and then we're like, all right, yeah, that works. Yeah. And Very sophisticated. Straight to application. <laughs> well, when you, here's the thing, man. In our business, this is going to sound cliche, but when you are the customer, you don't have to do exorbitant amount of market data and research. Right. I mean, period. You know what I mean? If in, and it's the old adage, we just want to make cool shit for us. Yeah. So it's kind of a real quick meat grinder to... Yeah, we know what we like, so it's yeah, not a matter yeah. of... It's like, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah, are, it, it are people going to like this? Yeah, of course they will, because... It does also make it challenging, though, for kind of adjacent categories and existential product expansion, because, you know, if there's a space we don't have uh, experience in or interest in... Right, I was going to say personal interest in. Personal interest in, it makes it like, one, I don't want to do it, you know, because <laughs> True. you can't do it cool and do it right. right. And two, you, you do have to do all these other core competency pieces of market research and, and data and sales research and all these other kind of things that you're not kind of personally vested in. So I also think it gives us a unique edge, man. If you look at like some of the products that we're going to be releasing this year, there's no market data that tells you it's going to be successful. No. But it's going to be successful because we know it's cool. Right. Yeah. That's right. We, we, we can feel the application. We, you know, it's there. Right. It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of exciting. It's yeah. badass bad cool. to think of it that way. Uh, anyways, back back to the Rackham. <laughs> so yeah, it started out of the Ahab. Uh, you know, all rigid boards. Man, the, the the Rackhams are all rigid for the first like three years. We made them Rackhams and Ahabs. Yeah, I mean epoxy. You know, and then we you know basically the well, next the next step was Gator Shell. Yeah, but those are the first boards we had like a lot of our feature suite. On you know we had yeah. uh, the uh, through holes for the the snake out poles yep. before we even created a sand spear. Correct. Yep. We had the paddle sheath on it. Uh, we had the uh, the micro the mount mi- adapters yep. 
put on there later. We had multiple rack receivers, you know, for future rack before we even had the bucket rack designed. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because yeah, like, you, yeah, this is all tackle rack. Yeah, I mean, at, it, at but it, the idea was like, hey, we're going to be able to put like pods in front, you know, like the grab rack uh, mm-hmm. or the, uh, the the power rack. Right. Uh, the bucket racks. We didn't have coolers designed. Nope. So this was like all like <laughs> kind of future prognosticating. Right. On that's a big word. Yeah, building these things <laughs> uh, to then design to it. So it was pretty cool, man. Yeah. And then, uh, then the next step was what we uh, again another brand name deviation. So you had the Ahab, you had the Rackham, and then the inflatable version. The first one was, believe it or not, the Zeppelin. Oh, that's right. Oh shit! Remember? Yeah. For I don't I don't think we actually released it as a Zeppelin. I think we we we, we created a, a very small batch. I think like fifty to hundred units. Uh, called it the Zeppelin. Basically for a show, I think we. I think it was a lot like we've did like with some of our product releases. You know, we took it to to iCast as the Zeppelin, and did the trade show circuit, and then made a few year end, and then I think we quickly rebranded it to uh, the Rackham to pull it into the Rackham suite. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah, had just so it wasn't an outlier. Well, that was when we had different names for the inflatable line versus the rigid board line. Yeah, and so this was this was rolling at the end of I think it was the end of fifteen, and we were like, dude, we just need to like combine. The, the the two line names, you know, so we had the Drift, we had the Breeze, we had the uh, uh, Zeppelin, we had, I can't remember what else. This just shows how my mind is going away. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, which I think, you know, you guys out there that have kind of been with us for a while, you're like, well, wait a minute. I had... I had a Zeppelin, and it was not this. <laughs> this is a kayak. We, we repurposed a lot yeah, of shit Yeah, we, we repurposed some cool names, um, but all for good reason. Yeah. You know. Um, but it had it. That when, we, when we made that, the, the, the thing on the inflatable side, this was actually our first board that, uh, I mean, we've got IP on this one, you know, uh, patents and all this stuff, but stacking the two layers mm-hmm. of drop stitch together to give you the recessed cockpit yep. laminating the two layers together you know creating kind of the side coverings the, the way we've covered it and constructed it uh, to give you double buoyancy uh, you know some redundant flo- flotation uh, have that recessed cockpit on these things and also give you more stiffness and stability on, on the larger board that was kind of the true uh, catalyst for differentiating the rack and board yeah. from the rest of our line and then just it the industry. It still is, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so. And in fact, that was kind of, that was kind of the pinnacle of what we did with inflatables until we invented the Lono and then kind of changed the construction of, you know, drop stitch panels being in different directions and variations and really getting wild. Yeah. <laughs> so we had that. That was, that shared a lot of the same features as uh, the rigid uh, Rackhams. And that was, what I liked about that and you, you probably, if you, you guys have been those that have been fans fans of the brand for several years will realize some of our content started to get a little cooler remotely because we were able to take them to Belize, take them to the right. Keys, be able to fly places with the Rackham, uh, as opposed to shipping them all over the world. I mean, dude, we did a trade show in Germany, and <laughs> I mean, building dude. a crate for the Ahab. Yeah, we did. I think we took one, and that was the last time we ever took it. 
because it was a nightmare to get over there. Yeah, we just give it to somebody over oh, there. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> the clit sold it to somebody for 300 bucks. Oh, jeez. Remember, the guy didn't even speak English. Oh, that's right. Remember the he guy? Bought, was, he brought a bunch of boards. Dude, actually. he pulled up in like a, a, a Yugo or like a, like a smart <laughs> Yugo. <laughs> Dude, you're in the car. The dude rolls up into yeah. the trade show in his little thing, and the dude's just, <laughs> he's just waving money. Wait, nobody spoke English. Clint sure as hell didn't speak. Clint barely speaks English as it is. But, you know, the, the guy didn't speak English. He was just waving money. And uh, Clint just takes the guy's money and just gives him the board. Yeah, here. Yeah, here. This is what and, it cost you. And it was, I can't remember if it was uh, Deutschmarks or, or Euros or. I don't remember. What the hell it was, but all I remember is like Clint has a lot of damn money, and then I think after the fact we were sitting in a bar after Clint saw it, it was like three hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you didn't even pay Clint, for the Clint freight. just saw this big, you know, <laughs> just wad of cash. Like, like oh, I'll take all of it, dude. Those guys over in Europe in the very beginning didn't know what the hell to think about us. Man. Oh my gosh, you remember know. that shit, Paddle Expo, dude? We had. You know, it was so crazy, dude, because the industry was focused so much on, like, wind and surf, which I thought was crazy as hell back in the early days in yeah. Europe. Yeah, it was racing, surfing. Racing, wind, and surfing. Yeah. You know what I'm like, man, th- it, one, it's freezing. You know what I mean? It like, was, yeah, it was really cold at that point. Yeah, I mean, it, it, well, to do all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? And, well, that's, I mean, that show is when we first kind of made that determination that, you know, sort of the niche parts of the business or the space, which is, you know, that's what everybody was concentrating on. And that's, and, where, they, cause that's where they came from. And those brands, which, you know, if you historically look at a lot of the big players in, in the space, were windsurfing companies, yeah. you know, um, at their onset. So um, they were just making kind of a parallel product. They already they had thought we were crazy on the, yeah, on the they, whole on the whole like adventure fishing side. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Just doing the recreational and the fishing. They were like, "There's no place for this." What are you talking about? Right, and uh, you know, from our inspiration, man, I'm just you know living in the U.S. and the South. I mean, just the United States in general. Looking at the different complexities of markets, you got if, if you distilled it just to fishing kayak scene, you're like, "Look, that's just a guy. That's a customer that just wants a." Uh, more cost-effective, simpler way to get on the water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with, like, brand equity or any of that kind of thing. That's that's that person. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. guy that likes to hike and bike and hunt. Yeah. You yeah. know what There's I mean? There's a lot of crossover there. A lot of crossover. And so targeting that consumer was where we wanted to go instead of targeting, like, the triathlete. Yeah. You know or, what I mean? Or that real, you know, that aspirational, you know, super athlete that, the Kai Lady surfing yeah, five hundred feet you know, waves. Yeah, you know, surfing Jaws on a stand-up board. I mean, there's you know a handful of people on the on the planet that could even do. It's not that. very inclusive. No, no, and it's it's you know so we uh, we took sort of the <laughs> the opposite approach to basically to most people's surprise, I suppose. Um, but it was the right one, no yeah. doubt. <laughs> well, dude, I mean, uh, just kind of capping this whole thing off. I mean, I mean, it, you know, kind of that was a good little little whirlwind on on some high-level shit of, about what we've done. But, I mean, the Rackham Apex now, you know, when you look at it, I was, when I shot the, I was doing doing the walkthrough video. The walkthrough videos for me are always, like, the point, uh, the, the point of realization. You know, you look at CAD models, you look at all the other stuff, you look at all the samples, you even use the samples, but when you're having to do an on-screen video, then you walk through it, and you're touching all the parts and pieces. And that board, I think I told you in a text, I was like, dude, every single piece 
of that board, like everything. I mean, the, the parts, the components, every little trinket, everything was designed by yeah. us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like For sure. All the shit, the pedal drive, the integration, <clears throat> everything. And when you see it in harmony with, you know, the Kula and all the, you know, rod receivers and all that kind of shit, and you think about all of it came from scratch and, and kind of these ideas of an industry that was born out of windsurf or surfing and marrying up to fishing and kayak and adventure, and you see this, and you're like, dude, it's the perfect fucking machine. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the versatility and, and, you know... You know, the first question people are going to ask, probably our, our customer service team or sales team, is what's the difference between this and the, and, and the Lono, the Lono kayak? Like, why, why would I want this over the Lono? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my, my personal kind of, even, even doing the video, I'm, I'm a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I prefer low... Uh, Gunnels, you know, just a, a simpler platform. I prefer open deck, those kind of things. I also prefer stand-up paddling, but I do like pedaling to get to a spot, <laughs> especially if you've got a shitload of gear. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if I'm personally choosing, again, this is the latest one, so it's my favorite, I'm going Rackham because I'm more of a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Now, that does not mean that the Lono is not doesn't offer just the same type of advantageous condition, you know, situations as this thing does in the opposite direction. Well, right, because you can pair the Lona all the way down to a stand-up platform. Right, you can do you can do you can do all of these things on a Lono. Lono's a Lono is it's really more like a hybrid, like skiff, piro, canoe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's got you can load it up with more gear. It's going to be more protected. You're going to keep the whole the whole. Uh, Cockpit and inside drive because of the high side walls mm-hmm. and the uh, drainage. Yeah, the drainage. It's it's got it's got more probably more enclosed, comfortable seating. It's probably got better positioning for you know gears and uh, your, your your rudder steer and, and all those kind of things. Uh, those that are more comfortable with a traditional kayak are probably going to like the Lono rudder. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if you if you wanted to buy a stand up and if you've ever had any interest in any of our rack and boards. This board is is it, it's 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 unchanged, other than the fact that we've added the porthole for yeah, uh, that, that's the, the it. Pedal drive. I mean, if that's if if you just want the Rackham as it was, yep, you can get it. You it it comes stock like that, actually, with a clear porthole cover. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't have to do anything with it right. if you don't want to. Um, and it comes with a seat, but then it allows you, you know. That vertical, you know, changing and adding the accessories and adding different yep. functionality and drive. all that stuff. So, well, cool, yeah, man. It's badass. Well, we're excited, you guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, another episode of Beneath the Surface. Uh, two things, two action items for you guys listening to this shit. Get some Silver King IPL first and foremost because it's it's badass. Yep, I'm about to finish this one. Yeah, we're, we're timing's <laughs> perfect. And number two, check out the Rackham Apex pedal drive. It is definitely unique. Uh, there's some cool graphics, Bugslinger ones, uh, all shit, all of them are badass as usual. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, check them all out on our website and give one a test drive. I swear to God, you guys are going to dig it. Until next time, this is Corey and Rob saying peace out. Thanks for listening to Beat the Surface. Later.